friends and welcome back to another very exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am Jamie. I am Mark and thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, it seems like every time we start an episode we always have a lot to talk about and then we end up talking about a lot. And Two to three times more than we've ever got, planned for. If you guys even knew the amount of stuff we end up having to cut out of this podcast that's just us rambling in between actually talking about stuff that we think you guys want to talk about. So what do you guys want to talk about? If you, by the way, if you have anything you want to talk about, you want us to talk about, or if you want to give us a comment on, let us know and we'll bring it up on the next podcast. Yeah. If you haven't followed us already, we're at CAW Wrestling Pod across all social social media There's even a TikTok. I have confirmed it. We have a TikTok. I don't know how to post or make TikToks. But we're there. We got a TikTok. And also, just to clarify, coffeeandwrestling.com. Just make it a little bit easier. Yeah. All links are underneath there. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us this week. I sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. The week wraps up and I look at Mark and I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know what to talk about this week. You know, yeah, it was not, a good week, but you know, maybe, you know, not a lot there's going There's little on. points here and there. And we don't try to get into like the nitty gritty, like backstage as much, you know, the drama bullshit that ends up happening in the professional sure. wrestling world. that happens in any sports, you know, capacity. But yeah, every once in a while we get just, there's not a lot to really like a rut, you to know? go on. And eventually we do get, we get into a, a point where we're able to talk about enough to make something, you know, viable like a podcast. Well, but here's that week. This week definitely all around gave us everything that I wanted to talk about. Week. I felt like this entire week I have been vindicated of all judgment. Like three of the things that I perceived that were going to happen months ago have come to fruition. I still think one is in the works. I just... You're good oh. at calling this, you know, months in advance. Oh, so good. I mean... I, Fun I, all around. Every promotion. Watched a little bit of TNA this week. Really enjoyed that, too. TNA's on fire. Ever since they decided TNA's to go back, back to that TNA moniker... I'm so excited. They have really put a lot more into their production. That You can tell that they're putting a lot more into the wrestling and putting in more yeah. so that it's... it's. I don't know. It's just better. The passion just, is I there. Like it. And it's undoubtable. Right. Like, whenever you watch it, the people that are there are really happy to be there. You can tell Scott is really having a good time. The fans are just on fire. TNA fans are just incredible. And I mean, they just had the Hard to Kill, which was like the official start of TNA wrestling right. back from the Impact. It's still Impact. It's That's the name of the show. It's like WWE's Raw and SmackDown. It is TNA Impact. Um, I don't know if they're calling it the Impact Zone anymore. I was just about to say that too, the Impact Zone. I don't know if they're going that old school because it used to be in Orlando and that was the Impact Zone. And if you know, you know, if you've ever been to an Impact taping back in like mid-2000s, you know how special of a promotion it was. And it was really like, it was... It, it was it gave you an alternative to the WWE right when there wasn't an alternative right and it wasn't like the biggest known thing and it was kind of one of those if you're a true professional wrestling fan you you would enjoy oh yeah you know TNA impact and again the dynamic wrestling fans that they've been able to provide this show to for so many years because it was free mm-hmm it was literally free, you know, if it was raining and you were at Universal and you just wanted to get away for a minute, like just dip in here and watch watch Impact. Oh, it was great. I don't know how many times we went down there and it was just like, all right, let's go to wrestling. Because why not? All you, you needed know? was the gas money to get there. And we're like, what, about an hour and a half, hour Well, yeah, it was great. I from... remember when we went to Hardcore Justice, me, uh, me and Jade Koth and a few of our friends, we just loaded up in my van. We drove down to Orlando. There was no tickets to buy or anything. And we just, the only drawback was you had to stand in line for like two and a half hours if if you were trying to get in, you know, on purpose. Decent seats, too. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be standing there for two and a half hours, and the only drawback is it's it's the state of Florida, and it's hotter than, you know, anything else in the oh, entire sure, the United devil's States. devil's armpit. Um, so you would have to deal with that. But once you were in, it was air-conditioned, it was seated. Uh, it was really kind of a cool experience. And a lot of times they would record more than just one show. They would do multiple amount, multiple okay, matches. Okay, so like they did for our so when you we get, went there. Yeah, you'd get a, a large amount of, of professional wrestling in, yeah. in, you know, for free. It was sure. great. We went to ROH. It was what, like 15 bucks, I think? I think and it was we would 20 watch, for tickets each. We watched about, I don't know, 15, 20 matches every oh, yeah. time we went. Yep, I think they record, ended up recording two episodes over one uh, taping one night. Yep. So, I mean, you think about it, let's say that's, you know, six, seven matches per show. So right. you think it's 12, 13 matches over yeah. the course of three, four hours. I mean, it's a hell of a, hell it was of a time. Insane. Um, but this, like I said, they had TNA's hard to kill. Uh, they had probably the best match on the card and a real testament to where they're going in the direction with TNA. They had Will Ospreay took on Josh Alexander. That's actually the day after, but completely irrelevant. 
That's right. It's the New Year's Bash thing or whatever. Something like that, yeah. I can't, it's so hard to keep up with all these names. Well, it was like two shows and two nights. I think they did Hard to Kill. And then the next day they did like a pseudo little pay-per-view. And kind of like you were saying before, they just take several um, matches and spread it over right. several weeks. Right, right. Well, I mean, kind of like AEW Dark used to be to where they would have a couple right. of matches they'd record after or before Dynamite or Rampage. And, you know, they would eventually, over the course of a few weeks, they would they would put that on an episode of AEW Dark. Right. But you're not paying too much attention to the crowd, so it's kind of one of those oblivious facts. Um, but this match was, it was amazing. Like, it really, it really was. was. Josh Alexander is an amazing performer. On, uh, um, you don't have to say anything about Will Ospreay. Like, mm-hmm. he, he comes in there, just you know it's going to be a good match. Um, but Josh Alexander really looked like the star that TNA needs. Yes. And you yes. know it's their Hulk Hogan, their Roman Reigns, their right. John Moxley. He's really and you could tell the fans were behind him because even though Will Ospreay was you know probably the favorite to win that fight, the the crowd the entire time was behind their boy. They oh, were behind absolutely. Josh Alexander between and he looked tired, he looked winded, he looked beat up in the in the entire match it just showcased the tenacity of Josh Alexander being the, the top guy in TNA. Right. And being Solidifying the guy that, that place. constantly throwing his, his shoulder up, right. constantly kicking out, right. constantly doing everything he Did can. Did not give up. And ended up getting the win. And Will made and, him look so good. Oh, like, yeah. what a respectful thing for Will to do. Well, I mean, Will's even come out and said how much he appreciates TNA because that was the promotion that got him to love and want to be a professional wrestler when he was a young kid. It was, okay. Uh, they couldn't get WWE as easily as they could uh, TNA. And I guess TNA had made oh, a that's deal crazy. I didn't know that. with the whatever television company that was, you know, part of Will's TV, you know, whatever. Yeah, channels. in England. Um, he was able to watch TNA. The, I, I, if I remember right, I think for a while they had free pay-per-views for TNA. But I might be I might be incorrect in, in assuming okay. that. But it was something to where TNA was able to be easier, easily you know digested by English fa- England okay. fans. Um, so he even said like he grew up watching AJ Styles. That's why he's he is a huge AJ okay. Styles fan is because uh-huh. he grew up and idolized him growing up. Um, so to see him and come back to TNA and actually try to perform the Styles Clash right. on and this Josh match Alexander. ended in a Styles Clash. Actually, it, it was such a good callback to TNA and their in honest to God their, their prime. Yeah. And how they're trying to get back to that prime. Right. They might never it might never get Samoa back Joe, to it. Christopher yeah. Daniels. It, it was such a special time in professional wrestling. Yeah. It wasn't WWE because again sure. it was an alternative that just it blew the mainstream out of the water mm-hmm. with the performance of the people that were in there. Right. You didn't have to be and on having the WWE Taz. To it feel was like different, you, you know. Yeah. 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 It was really it was really good. And I really feel like this match encompasses a lot of those same values totally so it's good to see that they're back to doing that mm-hmm. and if you didn't get a chance to see it it actually is on youtube for that free, match is free yep. uh, if you subscribe to njpw it's on there for free as well yep. no commercials yeah i think it's japanese commentary but no, you don't need the commentary yeah. <laughs> you don't need the commentary now that the team isn't fantastic over at tna but definitely uh give yourself the whatever 15 20 minutes it was and it's it's really it's and a good match. It sure. It's a good watch. Uh, like I said, if you've ever had doubts about TNA and the capabilities of them putting on a match that is interesting enough that you want to sit there and watch it, watch this match. Like really, that'll honest end to your God. doubt for sure. And if you just like professional wrestling, watch this match. It's such a good match. It just even though I told you the 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 outcome of it, it's such a good back and forth between two very over guys and the crowd. They. That is the one special thing about the TNA crowds. I'm going to shut up. after. I know I've been talking for like eight minutes about TNA, but that is one of the most special things about TNA is the crowds are so enthusiastic about that product and about what shows up. It just it's so good to see. Understandably so. They put out a stellar program there. Their wrestlers, their their talent is mm-hmm. literally next level. Right. Some of the people they have there are so young and so fresh and are going to be the face of TNA 10 years from now. You know, it's, What's it's an funny exciting I, time. I, I really think the best way you can compare TNA now is to what and how NXT is. Sure. Just on a smaller scale. Right. It's just they've got the Very talent. passionate. They've got the passion. They've got different storylines. Sure. That isn't the tribal chief. That isn't just about the world yeah. championship. TNA have... goes like really storyline heavy and I love that. They're not afraid right. to be spooky or weird. They give the props to the champions. They do. But 100% they get behind the storyline They have much fun with storyline which I really, really, really love. 
Oh, if we're going to talk about fun storyline, I feel like it's only fair to talk about the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. <laughs> I can't believe that this is actually oh happening. I we have mm-hmm. the craziest group. And here we go. I'm going to set the alarms off. This one hasn't happened yet, but I swear to God, I, I got I to gotta be better with the memory on what we say in which podcast. I got to start writing down the main points I say, because I swear if you go back probably about 10 episodes, I mentioned... <laughs> Something about the acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold getting together and forming a super group, and then eventually that turning into how could you ever like predict that War Dogs Bullet Club War Dogs coming over from NJPW during the Forbidden War pay per view to have a six forbidden on war. six Forbidden Door Forbidden Door <laughs> it's gonna be a Forbidden War oh, yeah right it's gonna have a six on six AEW Bullet Club versus NJPW Bullet Club and a clash of I, I'm almost thinking fucking fucking two rings cage matches in yeah, right? a golf cart oh my. Like I, <laughs> it needs to go I swear all to God, out. I swear, I, I swear to God, I gotta go back and listen to po- our podcast. You and know out where I said that the War Dogs really just talk a lot of smack about I AEW. Love and the, the War fake Dogs, Bullet Club, and you know they're always referencing the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and David Finley just beat John like Moxley and AEW's one Will of their Ospreay, newest signings, yeah. Will Ospreay, for the belt in yeah. NJPW. The writing's on the wall, and I after feel attacking like it would be them great. Un- unprovoked, yeah, oh, absolutely, oh, so good. The writing's on the wall, but. They've come together, and it seems like an guns un- up, scissors up, doesn't matter what. Yeah, put them up, baby. Yeah, put them up. Put oh them my up. god, guns. I love it. I love it. I say it all the time. I say I love this. I it love that. Fun. I love wrestling. professional wrestling, and I love this. I love the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. I love that the only reason that the Guns family are back together is because of an association between two separate groups. Exactly, not even them. And it's funny because when uh, Collision happened this week, everybody was getting into the ring. You, You looked at me and you were like... But why would they want to be, why would the acclaimed want to be with, you know, the Bang Bang Gang? Right. And the only answer is just Anthony and Max Caster just want to be friends with everybody, specifically yeah. Max. Everybody. Max is always looking to be friends with everybody. With Dan Hausen, with MJF, with whoever there's, wants to be his friend. There's and, power in friendship. And the more is. friends you have in wrestling, two things. The more friends you have in wrestling, the more power you have. And also, the more people that are going to stab you in the back in about three weeks. Well, of course, but we'll have fun for the meantime. Well, plus six I mean, belts between them. But it's a se- it's going to be a seven man troop right now because you've got what's what's the newest member of of Bullet Club Gold? Oh, uh, juice, juice board, juice board, card box, or something, something like that. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> I, I I read all the time people just complaining about Jay White hasn't made his potential known in AEW. They've used him as a joke. They've done this. I don't know. I love I, it. It doesn't seem like it to me. I mean, he's Same. he's had a hell of a run with the with the world title with Max. He's now the trios champion. I mean, he was I, fantastic in the Continental Classic, and he just gets love everywhere he goes. Like everybody yeah. is frothing at the mouth to see him get the wins. You know what I mean? So I I just I don't see where what people aren't. People people are all over Jay White. They love Jay White in AEW. They do. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think it's tough because you have these top guys and other promotions coming into well, AEW, yeah. and everybody that loves them just wants them to get like the title. And it's well, it's the, it's it's that, not fair, you know. Like Deanna Perazzo is going to be able to fight Tony Storm soon, and that's great. But right. should she get the belt? Hell no. Well, it's that same argument no. that that came up when. Uh, Bronson Reed went to the WWE mm-hmm. and everybody was saying, oh, well, he Bronson. was he was wrestling Okada, you know, the week right. before. And it's like, you're right. He was. But that doesn't mean that it's an it's a like a lower step down. It's a it's no. a shift. It's no. if you've ever been in a job to where you've you know worked your way up a little bit and you make a lateral move to another company, even though you have that same you know, status in the other company, you have a, a reputation that you have to build up. You have a, you know, people's opinions about you. You have to, you know, prove to them that you're what you say you are. So when you make that move from one place to another, whether it's bigger, smaller or whatever, it's not a, oh, well, wow, he used to fight the top guy in this company and now he's in the you know, low card yeah, in this company. You got it. It's not low card, though. you got to work your way up no exactly. matter where you are. It's a different company. And he's even admitted that it's just a different. Right. It's a different setting, you know. 
I, and I just, yeah, I feel like Jay White's the same thing. He hit the top. He was the top guy in NJPW for, for years, and now he went to AEW, and you can't have him walk in the door and give him the belt right off rip. Like, it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. But it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel rewarding. It doesn't feel like, wow, this is what's supposed to happen. Right. The, the struggle is the biggest part of the reward. Right. That's why when Cody does finally finish the story, it's going to be like, wow, this really actually finally happened. Right. You can't just give it to it's, him the yeah. first time. Who cares? Then because then what happens after the story? Nobody then cares. Then you've completely blown your load. Right. You've, you've completely... Nobody cares. You, you've lost all of the value of a person right. for the next three years. Yeah. So let's have fun with the idea that Max Caster and Jay White are on the same tag team. Right. You know, I, I, what I love too, it was it Billy Gunn and Jay White. Billy Gunn had the had the uh, gun guns up and Jay White came in with the scissors. I think it was the other way around. No. Was it? Okay. They did the opposite. Doesn't matter either way. They did the opposite Doesn't for matter, each other yeah. and came in. It just, just I loved it's so it. Good. And it, it was the fun. crowd pops so hard. The guns are all back together. For now. Yeah. For now, I feel like we're going to, it's either, I, I think we're going to see some friendly competition from the two groups because both of them are very volatile in being confident in their capabilities. Sure. So I could see some abrasions, but I, I could, I'm really hoping this builds into something even bigger. Yeah. I can't see it not. I mean, I feel like we're sitting like, looking at, it's a very it's similar situation to MJF and Adam Cole. They hated each other. They hated each other. Now they're kind of like, well... Maybe there's some value in us teaming up. And right. And there's always that, well, who's going to backstab who first? Right. And the trio's division is just really building itself up because we have the Bang Bang Scissor game. That's two, that gang. Right. <laughs> That's two sets. Uh, but we also have another feud happening on collision between FTR and Daniel Garcia and House of Black. Well, FTR and House of Black have had numerous encounters with one another over the past couple of months. Which I've loved. Um, they've become quite a thorn in FTR's side. Uh, Daniel Garcia, of course, having uh, these, his only win in the entire Continental Classic was against Brody King. Um, so there's a, yeah, there's a good little bit of history between all all six of these guys, and I mean they've got what a cage match coming up next Saturday. Yeah, well, Daniel Garcia and Buddy uh, Matthews went head to head. They went on one to one. The other guys were you know around the ring, but it really let the right. two of them kind of wrestle. FTR each other. even came out and gave him a, gave uh, Daniel Garcia a little bit of backup. Knowing yeah, that, it was uh, great. They didn't really House interfere much, which was nice. So they had an actual just. Great back and forth, and really Daniel Garcia match. actually got a legitimate no interference pin. There was a little bit of shenanigans going on, but it wasn't bit, but... it wasn't enough to con- to contribute to one or the other, right? Um, but honest to God, he had Buddy Gas there for a little he bit. Did. They really did a good job not making Buddy look like. I mean, honest to God, put those two in a, in a pit and say, "Hey, you two fight each other until one of sure. one of you wins." Nine times out of ten, Buddy Matthews Garcia is not coming out. I liked that Cash was like on the side hyping him up and he was like, Daniel, like you're the better wrestler. Mm-hmm. You're not stronger. Right. But you just need to out wrestle him. Yep, so you're recognizing was... that he has weaknesses, but beyond right. those weaknesses, you also have strengths. Exactly. So remember that. So it was kind of him telling Daniel Garcia, but really Cash like telling the crowd too, like the people watching, right. like let right. it simmer. He can out wrestle him. Like and he, he can did. do this. Like give him the chance, yeah. give him, you know, with enough tenacity and grit you right. can get through this and get it done and he hit him with the most electrifying move in sports ooh, entertainment it's gonna be so good i can't the wait to see the comments we haven't we, we caught up on it about an hour ago i can't wait to get on the internet and see how many people are pissed off about the roll-up i love it uh but yeah this is we're building up to a cage match between the house of black ftr and daniel garcia on collision next week yes which smart move from tony khan yeah, trying to get people to not watch sense. the royal yeah. rumble that royal rumble will be happening <laughs> Um, not a lot announced for Royal Rumble so far, though. No, so might have to uh, switch over to that steel cage match. All right. I know there was a lot of controversy before this match. Thank you, Tony Khan, for making the Twitterverse, Xverse, whatever you want to call it, the most volatile place God, in awful. the entire world. Uh, Hook versus Samoa Joe. Who the fuck was Hook? Well, Hook showed you who the fuck Hook was. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on our episode last week of how we thought that they could do this match because you couldn't just have Hook get squashed. That no. was going to do horrible for his career. We both agree, you both but obviously, you he ha- wasn't ready for the championship yeah, you either. Gonna, there's no way he was going to win the title. Right, so Especially how do you make... Especially this, this early into Joe's championship. Of course. This is the first defense. You know, you, you have to be able to the defend at least The internet would literally once. burst into flames if that would have happened. Yeah, exactly. So they only gave it about, what was it, about 15 minutes, maybe even less for this match to actually happen. So it was enough. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. With the little bit of time left, it looked like it could be 
potentially a squash, which again, right. I was real worried about. Hook took his licks. Let's say Hook definitely got a beating. I really, I really think they told a great story with this. They I think, did. If you paid attention, yes. I think they made Joe obviously look like the dominant champion yes. that he is. Very important. Absolutely. I mean, he really did completely dominate Hook. Yeah, he had every for, move in the book on 80% him. Eighty percent of that match, it was it was Joe just using Hook to show how strong he is. Oh, exactly. The only difference is 60% of the time, I'm doing some Steiner math here, Okay. 60% of Joe's 80%, Hook was just getting up. Eating it. Wasn't even worrying yeah. about it. He, he showed you know, the damage that was done, but as soon as he gets hit, he's rolling back over to get up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that even bled into the end of the match when Joe won, started to walk away. Hook stands up after being choked out and, you know, passed out and looks over at Joe and yells loud enough the cameras here. Is that all you got, Joe? Joe comes back in and just annihilates him. I mean, to the point where he even kicked out at one on a muscle buster. Right. And it just they did a great job giving Hook the platform to say, okay, go out there and show people why you have the potential to be the face of this company. Exactly. And. Between the fan reaction, between the support that he gets from the fan base, and from how well everybody does with him in matches, I can't see how this guy won't at least be in the title picture in the next year, year and a half. Oh, absolutely. Like, if they continue absolutely. to push him like this and continue to to, to raise this momentum with him yeah. and keep him... So like it, it, he feels like a younger Eddie Kingston because the crowd sure. can connect with him. There's no gimmick. There's no bullshit. There's no, uh, you know, I'm wearing a mask because my right. father. Nope, doesn't even bring up the idea that Taz is his no, father. He's his, just relatable. The only people that do are the announcers, and they mention something. Hey, Taz, your son, and that's about the extent of it. Exactly. Taz doesn't even take favorites. No, he, he doesn't say about much it. about it. Which the is the way nice. that they're putting this kid over is the best thing they could do for him oh absolutely i really enjoyed the way that they did this i did too and what's really nice is this it's gave it enough meat on the bone so that they can revisit this later on in a rematch whether it's for the title or not they have history enough to when they cross paths again when they look eye to eye and they've got that snarl you can go back and be like oh do you remember when hook had that fight and almost brought joe to his knees and, oh, got, yeah. and got the belt. He suplexed him and kicked out at one on a muscle oh, he hit buster. That gnarly that suplex is on Joe. Insane. Yeah. Every this entire match was it was so such a well well told story. And eat my butt cheeks if you don't if you don't <laughs> if you're not convinced that Hook's and, not the yeah. next big thing in AEW. And kudos to AEW for having these veterans like Samoa Joe, like Adam Copeland, like uh, Brian oh my God. Danielson that are just putting over. The young talent well, Adam putting Col- over the next Adam guy. Coleman, he had a match. Who do you have a match with this week? He had a match with Dante Martin, which That's has right. been my favorite one yet. I loved it. Just fresh off his his ankle injury. Yeah, my, thank ankle, God he came back. Um, but I've been loving he's what what uh, Adam Copeland's been doing too. You brought it up. Really putting over that younger talent. Really putting him in a situation to where they have to perform and look good because here's your chance. Because you every, know? everybody knows that Adam Copeland's going to walk in that ring. And he's gonna he's do gonna his. It. He's gonna do his fifty percent. Right. Right. So that means Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, whoever else has to go in that ring and perform just as much to fill in that other fifty percent. Right. To make that match look good. Right. You can. It, it, and they're not guaranteed to be able to do that. So right. it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's a great showcase for these people. Um, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed to be able to see people that don't get that singles time a lot on Collision or on Dynamite. I really have to take a moment to say, I cannot believe it's happening. Though he, Adam Copeland said, you know, rookie veteran. I don't really oh, care who open. steps up for the Cope Open. Cope, I, I cringe open. every time he comes up with some weird catchphrase. I don't know what He's it is. Very much like Tony Khan, where he'll just come up with something and just roll yep. with it like that. At any rate, the next person to accept another young young the talent, up, <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> Has never, wrestler. has never wrestled in a train during he rush has, hour. Actually, and that was fantastic. What a highlight of 2023. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, my God. The murder grandpa. Wow. Is taking on the rated R superstar. Wow. Ooh. On a Wednesday night just because. 
it's it's I'm, what I'm a ready. time to be alive I'm i can't ready. wait i love minoro suzuki i can't wait i love Minoru by the way if suzuki. you've not seen him wrestle in a train you should go on youtube it was ddt pro they had a professional wrestling match on a moving train yes. during rush hour in japan he has also wrestled a 14 year old riho yes that's on the there's, internet too there's a lot of things minoru suzuki has done yes <laughs> Um, but yeah, he that a lot, just casually coming to dynamite on a Wednesday. Yeah, I mean he does just that from time to time. Yeah, just in town, like you know. What's, I'm bored. I just flew. <laughs> I flew over to you know. I think they're going to be in uh, Louisiana tomorrow or uh, next week. So he's just like, oh yeah, I'm in Louisiana that day. Yeah, I'll be there. Murder grandpa, and, you know. Murder grandpa, and, you know. Going to all the you whatever know, he does. Local what do you think? Brec- he just goes to breakfast. That's what he does with his free time. That man is one hundred percent okay. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki is two things. He is the guy that always goes to breakfast, and he's also Very the guy too. that can either be the best tipper you've ever had or the worst customer you've ever had. And you know that. I know you. You worked in the food industry for yes. a little bit in the serving portion. You know that guy. He'd walk in, he'll spend $8 on an egg and a hash brown and a coffee and leave you a $20 <laughs> bill. But if you don't refresh his coffee every five minutes, that's going to be $1.50. He will find the chef and he will slap him right across the chest. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Murder grandpa. <laughs> Tony Khan's at it again. He's changing the format the shenanigans. of all elite wrestling. And I mean, I, this might go hand in hand. There's some severe changes going on in AEW. We're going to go over two things real quick. There's not much to talk about the rankings, but Tony Khan has said that this month, January, we only have, what, 10 days left in January, that the ranking system will return to All Elite Wrestling. I'm excited for it. It brings if in they the do dynamic. It right. If they do it right. That's See, and the problem is, it, not the problem. The one benefit that they had prior to doing it this time was they had AEW Dark and they had AEW Dark Elevation, and you were able to pad the stats of people so that you could position them better on the rankings. Right. They don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do have Ring of Honor, but I don't know if that's going to come into play for the AEW, you know, statistics. Ranking system, right. But they're going to run into the issue of now, like I said, if you have Julie as the champion and you want... Uh, Mariah May to come in and challenge for the TNT title. Or, I'm sorry, the TBS title. If she doesn't have enough matches, you can't just immediately throw them in there. Yeah, we're going to throw on the three right. saved up dark matches we have so she gets those wins. Right. And now we're going to put her on dynamite. But it's good because now we need to put Mariah May on TV. We need to actually is, have right. some it, forward momentum, which adds to more of a storyline, which in turn you can have be to a have better more product. focus on, on more people if you want them right. to be involved later right. on in stories. And that's the biggest criticism I think about AEW lately. Well, maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest. Is that the storyline? You know, the storyline isn't there sometimes, which I'm personally okay with. I'm down to just watch a good match just because you know, of course, you know, it's going to be a decent match. But uh, this adds again more dynamic of okay, Mariah May has fought five, six, you know, nights in a row to be able to get up the ranking system to fight Julia. It just adds more to that. It makes it more interesting. I was about to say, even just it is nice just to see some wrestling matches but mm-hmm. tell me it's also not just nice to have a really good storyline oh sure together. a solid one that feels yeah. like that they thought like gave some forethought to it or just added to you know like claudio and eddie kingston every time they even walk past each other they're just middle fingers and right right you know despicable glares at each other because they just add to it so much more than just a random match that happened so it is important i think the continental classic added some more storyline again for the year too i think that's one of the reasons why they implemented the ranking system again it gives a more organic approach to why matches are happening exactly Um, but i I don't think we're going to get away from those random it's banditos taking on uh you know brody king and and Dax Harwood in a triple threat match for the TNT title for I'm some into it. reason. You know what I mean? I'm into but it. I, I don't think we're gonna see we're gonna see those go away. But at the same time, this will allow storylines to make a little bit more sense, to make it feel like it's more of a competitive sport as yeah. opposed to just oh you get a title shot. You exactly. get a title shot. Well, earned, you haven't been around in nine you know? months, you get a title shot. Exactly. Uh so yeah, it'll give it a little bit more but it, it, they have to keep up with it though. But again, like you brought up, yeah, you've got to do it right. You can't just, oh, we're gonna have them win, 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 win for the next six weeks, you know, three times a week just so you can get up to nine wins or however many just wins to, to, to justify getting up to that yeah. spot. But also there would be times where we would look up the ranking system and it wouldn't have been updated for like two weeks. Yeah, that is true. 
that you know, and the champion's not even ball. the champion anymore. So they need to be better about updating it after every single show to make sure the champions are I there, mean, it seems the rankings like, right. Seems like they're a little bit better. January first, MJF got pulled off that roster page. Real yeah, quick. whoever's doing Andrade. that needs to be on the ranking system for sure. Um, but big things are happening in AEW. We got ranking systems coming back. I, I gotta, I gotta bring it up. The Young Bucks, they look amazing. They sound amazing. The promo they cut. The on, Vince mustaches. On Dynamite or Collision or Rampage or whatever show it is. <laughs> I think it was Dynamite. I love it. I, <laughs> With Renee. That I was abso- incredible. I absolutely love that this is going to piss so many people off that so oh, many people are, are just typing away still on that same <laughs> post about how upset and how they knew this entire time the Young Bucks were these sleazy yep. EVPs and they were only in it for themselves. Yep. And, and Sting's already on their way out. So why are they trying to kick somebody out that's already right? on their way out? Because they want to make sure I, that I they go over yep. and their company that they, wrote, they made they wrote the they script so, the so that they can that, be in the match. So and, good. I love it i'll I eat too. it up i, I think it's i mm, see all the people that are doing all of those things on on x are just buying into how good the young bucks are as heels right because if you hate it then they're doing their job correctly right they went on and took every single thing that everybody says about them on social media and they went, and just said guess what yep, yep. And now they are referred to as Matthew and Nicholas Jackson across all platforms. Refer to them by their God-given names. Correct. They are EV, or they say the full thing. Executive executive vice president president of All Elite Wrestling. Yes. They've they they looked at Renee and said, "Did your paycheck get signed today? You're welcome." They have no time for your shenanigans. Uh, They have better things to do than sit here in this interview. I it's perfect. love it. It's perfect. And it's funny because you you kind of th- throw through this out a while ago. I called when, it again. Good Lord, have mercy these people's ears. When Adam Cole and MJF first started being like goody goody bro chachos and Tony Khan stepped in to yell at them, mm-hmm. you threw out this would be a really good time for Tony Khan to pull the Vince McMahon and be like the asshole executive that right. you know interjects himself constantly into things and, and sways months ma- later sways conditions so that it goes the way that the the, yeah. the corporation wants. Yeah, because people are already saying that they do it, so why not just buy into it and oh, be like, yeah, sure. we did, for we did, sure. yeah, it's it, rigged. They have <laughs> so much publicity just sitting there, and they haven't done anything to warrant it. Right, it's just a theory from individuals that watch the product. Why wouldn't you just? Just lean into it. Yeah. Just lean right on into it. I think it's fantastic. I am so excited that they finally, and I'm sure, I honestly, I'm sure this has been one of those things that the minute they saw the momentum that that was, they probably had that conversation. Hey, at some point when we turn heel, mm-hmm. let's go into this. Like, let's yeah. just, let's just yeah. say yes to everything. We'll get the everything. suits. We'll get the facial hair. We'll have the attitudes. Right. We'll have the way we speak. Two we years just... ago, tell me this wouldn't have been perfect for Cody. Oh yeah, I really was hoping. I this, think we that all would were. Have been the only way you could have turned Cody heel yeah. is if he was a corporate stooge. Exactly, this would have I mean, been fun. But I'm really glad Matthew and Nicholas are Matthew finally Nicholas. pulling this off. Glad to see you. So glad you're here. Cannot wait. I am. I am supporting Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> I. Everybody needs to bow down to them. They are. Thank you for giving us an alternative to wrestling. <laughs> I, I. If they didn't. If they, they didn't do va- that. They are my executive they vice presidents. They are my executive <laughs> vice presidents. They are. All right. I'd like to take the time, because I'm sure he's listening, to <laughs> shout out a very, very special happy birthday to our truth yes. of, of the Judgment Day. The most, the biggest, <laughs> biggest member of the Judgment Day. He definitely Best. is. He by, actually, by far. He tweeted a uh, video and showed that he got a card from all of the members of Judgment Day, including <laughs> Dom and Nick, they signed it. I have not seen that. I, I still, I have not seen or the Tom other, and Nick. I'm sorry, Tom and Nick Mysterio. I still haven't yep. seen the uh, the clip of him at his his son's basketball game. It wasn't a clip. It was just a picture. No, he went to go see his son. I think shoot his thousandth point or something. Yeah, in something like that in basketball at his at college and the the uh, coach. 
recognized him and shouted him out on Twitter and said, or X, sorry, and said, you know, this is our truth of the Judgment Day. Of so very important day. to note, happy birthday to him. But uh, what a fantastic week for our truth this this week. What every a fantastic Raw, return. Ever since he's been back, yeah, he's been on fire. Every People Raw love him. has been really has fun. Has two t-shirts. Right. He also he actually said in an interview that um, somebody asked him, like, whose idea was it for you to do this? And he was like, well, you know, I was at home and I was like, damn, I need to make some money. Like, I need to get on TV. Right. Um, And it was like, I guess, Damien Priest, who was like, you know, you need to get our truth in here. You need to keep him on, like went to the writers and was like, figure right, out a way right. to get him in here. And it's just been like so refreshing to have this. Like, I wonder super if they, or, if they thought that this that this is how big it was going to get. Or if they just were like, hey, let's bring him in. He's good, you know, for a couple of weeks and then we'll phase him out eventually. Or if it, the fan response just was so what happened. positive yeah. that they were like, well, we'd be stupid to take him out because he's constantly turning Exactly. He's have, selling T-shirts. Uh, he, not only, point not this only week. On, on WWEshop.com, <laughs> but apparently in the parking lot making thousands of thousands. dollars. Thousands. Did you see the clip of the amount of money that uh, Dom and Finn were counting? I did. They were counting it out. They were so, like hundreds. Yeah. Well, I... Uh, uh, Damien Priest stack. had seen that he, that uh, our truth was out selling T-shirts outside of the venue, and when he when he saw how much money he was making, he told him to just make maybe, sure he didn't get we, caught. Maybe we don't need to get rid of truth. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't get caught. You know. But then the best part, though, the best part, and I and this also has repercussions for his birthday. Damien asked our truth, you know, where's JD's cut, and he looked up our or at uh, Damien said, well, our truth's not in, so he doesn't get a cut. Mm-hmm. And Damien's like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, I actually think that was Finn. No, no, no. He that was Damien looked at Finn and told him that JD's not getting a cut, and he pretty much asked him why. Ah, like, that's oh, right. Our truth said he's not on the T-shirt, so. It, it just, and Finn didn't argue. Like that's his was boy. Like, well, he yeah, like helped train him. him. He and even was like, like yeah. he doubled down later when he was talking to Dom, counting the money. He's like, oh, and JD doesn't get a cut. I guess we're gonna have to split his. Yeah, it's funny. It's great. I love this. And then JD actually tweeted out a happy birthday to our truth today with a picture of him kicking his ass in the ring and he said something to the effect of like happy birthday asshole or something like that it just it's so good i it's love this constant stir in the pot because all as around. of right now i mean it really i think it stands that our truth is in the judgment day and jd mcdonough is not yeah i mean they had the match do you think this is going to go to a royal rumble match i feel like this could be a pay-per-view quality match between our truth and jd well, over whether they're yeah. in the judgment day or not. I mean, it's a good idea because people care enough. People love our truth. It's a fun, refreshing match in between a bunch of serious stuff. They haven't really announced a lot of matches, so there's a potential for at least, I mean, at Something. least two more matches. Right. I mean, geez. And it's next. It's this week. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. surprising that it hasn't been you know that much. We'll comment, we'll comment on that here in a second. Right, one more question. If that happens, whether it's at... Uh, Royal Rumble or at Mania, wherever. Do you think our truth has a chance of beating JD McDonough and retaining his status? I'm gonna say you mean again. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I, People don't want to see JD win. People want to see our truth win. Which, That's that feel good win where we all like, yeah, truth did it. And it's funny because people were so they were so behind JD initially. Yeah, they were so behind the idea of him joining. Finn was like the one that brought him in was like, yeah, he's my buddy. Right. You know, you know trust him. Uh-huh. And he trusts me and I trust him. So you should trust him. Exactly. And now some like random jabroni just shows up and he's like, hey, I'm in your club now. And they're just like, yeah, I guess he's in our club. Right. I, I I couldn't see him doing it, but I, I no. think it would be a funny dynamic to have it set up like that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of the Royal Rumble and the buildup, we had a comment from New Normal Wrestling over on X. Uh, they wanted us to comment on the actual buildup towards Royal Rumble this year and I, to be honest with you, and I feel like it was the same thing last year, there really hasn't been a lot. And I Kinda feel like weak. WWE has gotten into a bad rut of only within the last week are you really finalizing the pay-per-view. And right. I feel like part of the reason why that this is with even Royal Rumble, even though there should be up to, there's going to be 60 participants in between the two Rumbles. Right. You would think you would have more than what, there's probably 14 or 15 in front of us right now of between the two of yeah. them nine men it doesn't give me a lot of reason to want to watch it i want to watch it because the royal rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views premium live events sure. events match types whatever you want yeah, to call it it's happening time. actually not too far away from where we live at tropicana field right i just we don't live at tropicana field i, I just they, they've only <laughs> yeah they've only announced 
nine people on the men's yes. roster, and they've only announced six, or I'm sorry, five on the women's roster. So you're still leaving a lot of room for interpretation as to who could sure. be involved. Which is part of the fun in a sense of, of course, you of know, course. who's going to be a part of the, the Royal Rumble. You definitely have to have that, you know, one or two people that you're not expecting that aren't on the normal roster, whether yep. it's, you know, Mickey James coming in from TNA, like something like right, that is right. really cool or having somebody new come up from maybe NXT or a I, free I'm sure agent, there will be. I'm sure we'll have, you know, you your know. Carmelo Hayes's. You might have your Trick Williams. Actually, uh, I think breaker might be um i, I was thinking carmelo, carmelo hayes was a part of the royal rumble but they hadn't announced him yet he was going to speak uh to one of the gms about being a part right. of it and he got interrupted and never got a chance to say it so well, we might see that this definitely week. seeing carmelo hayes would be great too but this is a great opportunity to bring some nxt talent into definitely the fold and give them a chance to be definitely showcased, especially if they got if they're hot on nxt you know what right I mean? um but the build-up i just again i feel like it's been lackluster it I has. really feel like it just there hasn't been a lot of focus on either one of the Rumbles, mm-hmm. and there really hasn't been focused on individual matches. We had the United States Championship between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens has been announced. Yeah, a little bit of a tournament it to felt, see who was going to be the number one contender there. It felt a little lackluster. It did. It felt like we could have gotten to Logan Paul and Kevin Owens having a match without having a tournament. Sure. Um, I get what they were trying to do, try to shake things up a little bit, try to get there a little bit different than your standard. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a problem with you because you got a loud mouth. Well, I got a problem sure. with you, so I'm going to punch you in the face. Exactly. Uh, so I can appreciate the efforts of them trying to move storylines a little bit different than they normally do. Sure. I just didn't didn't really land yeah, too well with me. and I'm not exciting, really. And I can't... I mean, we'll talk about it now. I can't see Kevin Owens winning this match as much as I don't want Logan Paul to win. Uh, no, I don't see Kevin Owens winning this match, and I don't see anybody but Roman Reigns winning the the main event either. Yeah, I mean, Hard sell. especially with The Rock teasing having a match with Roman, mm-hmm. with Cody saying he's got to finish the story, and now he's in the Rumble with CM Punk, who's also right. trying to, I guess, restart, finish his story. Uh, I am. In- I don't want to like diminish my interest in this. I am the individuals they have announced for the Rumble. I, I have a feeling are going to be one of the ones great. that will end up winning between Cody Rhodes, Punk, yeah, sure. Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Hell, even Gunther, I could see mm-hmm. walking away with the t- with the win uh, at Rumble. I mean, last year he went the entire the he entire did. Rumble, and, and now he, he holds. I think it's an hour and four minutes and some change mm-hmm. uh, for the longest the record amount for of it. time in there. So I could see any of the guys that they have they've announced already winning the Rumble, right? Actually, this this was huge for real last year because she ended up uh, winning the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, as she well went from on her side. Was it number one or she number two? I can't remember. You know, it's ser- it's weird calling it number one and number two because really you're out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hate that, but yeah, one of those same thing. Gunther was out from the beginning. Rhea Ripley was out from the beginning. This is a good jumping off point, but it's hard because. You can't help but get sidelined by WrestleMania. WrestleMania right. is so close that they're building up WrestleMania as they're doing Royal Rumble, and you're they're trying to invest you in Royal Rumble, but well, they're they're, already, they're, for, they're so forward and that they forget got, to like, do stuff for this one too. They're you know? already teasing WrestleMania, like I said before, between The Rock, maybe Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns. Right. You know, so you've already got threads leading to Mania. And you can already tell, well, I don't think the threads are going to break at, at Rumble. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, now, the only, the one uh, caveat we do have is Damian Priest still has not cashed in no, he his has not. money in the bank contract. Right. But that brings up another point. We have a world champion that, as of right now, is more than likely not capable of performing. That is correct. Seth Rollins... Uh, in his match against Jinder Mahal, somebody we haven't seen on TV in what a bummer. months, if not years, ended up tearing his MCL. I believe so. A uh, lot of pretty, pretty severe, injuries. A pretty severe injury for a world champion, especially a fighting champion like Seth yeah. Rollins. He constantly has been defending that title. He has. Um, and there has been everything but confirmed plans that it was scheduled to be Seth Rollins versus CM Punk at Mania. Uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter has reported that that is still tentative plans for mania depending on how seth's healing goes um but again that brings up the question of again where do we go with seth now that he's hurt he can't do anything he's definitely not going to be doing anything rumble well i mean i think he's supposed to address what's going on with him tonight technically right, right. on raw 
Um, if you're dealing with any type of like knee tear like that, like even if you can rehab it, it's going to take a while before you can come back. Right, right. So the idea for me, like I think a week ago, if you would have asked me who was going to win the Royal Rumble, I was definitely thinking CM Punk as well. Just makes sense. You get that title CM Punk's going to go. Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It just makes sense even before CM Punk got in that they would do that. You right. know, with obviously how Seth Rollins has always acted towards Philly Phil. Philly um, Phil, you cancer. You cancer. It's the um, harsh word. So if Seth Rollins is not a part of this, who wins? Do they go with the same idea of the Rumble winner? Or do they have to change up their plans? I mean, I think that they're probably going to have to change up their plans and have somebody else cash in because you can't have CM Punk win this and just sit around for X amount of months until Seth Rollins gets better so that right. he can finally have that match. Like, well, I mean, it's got to accumulate That's very lackluster, but right? It's, it's the match at, at Mania. He's and not going to be back by then. You don't think he's back by April? Nah, probably not. With it well, almost being February, too, so it's, it's what two and a half months. I mean, yeah, that's, a knee tear. That's a decent that's amount. Of time. Well, they've already pulled him from all the house shows. They've pulled him from pretty much anything. They mm-hmm. replaced him with Randy Orton and a lot of the stuff for that. Okay, um, smart move. Give him his time. He's going to need therapy. It, you know? If that's if that's the the case, if he's not going to be back by Mania, do they strip the title? I definitely think that you do. I mean, when... I definitely think that you do. I think the right thing to do when your champ gets injured is they give it up. You do whatever kind of uh, battle royal championship bracket, number one contender, whatever it may be, to get a champion. And when that that champion that was hurt comes back, they are the first person. We can just make them an interim. That works all the time I don't like interim. Just give them the championship. They want it fair and square, but the first opponent... When they come back, is the person that was injured I mean, previously? They did, they did the same thing with this exact same belt when they redebuted it into the WWE. Uh, Finn Balor got the right. win, won the belt, but actually took that buckle bomb from Seth Rollins of right. all people mm-hmm. that put him out of commission for what it was like nine months. Yeah, it was a while. Similar um, thing. So yeah, now they had to strip him too. Are we are we looking at another curse belt? Is it a cursed belt? No. I think it's a case of this is what happens when you have a working champion who's injured. Yes. And it ended up being something different than like what he's been complaining about for a while, which is his back. I think that when you have somebody like that, you know, look at Orange Cassidy or or Seth Rollins, they just work constantly. Things are going to happen. Like it's right. it's it's bound to happen that your champion is going to get hurt. Right, right. So I think for me... I'm going to have to, in my mind, shift away that anybody that's going to win the Men's Royal Rumble is going to cash, or I keep saying cash, sorry, is going to um, choose Seth as their opponent. In my mind, it's got to be swerved, and it's got to be a different champion. So It's going to be Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. I'm telling you, I'm calling my shot right now. I'm calling my shot Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes is going to win the Rumble, and it's going to be a three-way between Rhodes and Reigns and uh, The Rock. Okay, fun. I have a different, completely different idea here. Shoot your shot then. You've already got Gunther. Mm-hmm. That's the champion to to skirt this over to. Again, he was huge. He did a fantastic job last year. So make it come down to Gunther and, hey, look who else is on there. Chad Gable. Have we seen it? Absolutely. So wait, We've you're seen saying, Chad Gable and Gunther. You're saying that Gunther is going to, what, lose in the Rumble and Chad Gable is going to win and he's going to challenge him for the Intercontinental title? Correct. At Mania in the main event? Correct. No. No. They're not that crazy. Mania is two nights. Yeah. and You, you got- do night one Gunther versus Chad Gable. Right. And then night two, The Rock versus Roman Reigns. <sighs> and then Cody just gets fucked. It's, so does CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. You have Cody and yeah. CM Punk in a pity party, a pity party match. match. Yep. <laughs> For I, no, I can't, which guy goes uh, over that left AEW? I can't see them using the Royal Rumble win for the Intercontinental Title. I can't see it. But it's a good way to like take what you already have, right, and run with it. Oh no, I understand. Instead of trying to come up with a completely different story, say Gunther already beat that that honky tonk man's reign right, right. right it's already done yeah he's the longest reigning so as long title. as he loses it like from here on out it doesn't matter well he and he's gonna have to lose it in a in a a big fashion 
It's not like right. he could just have a match on Raw and lose to R Truth or Tell lose to Kira Sazawa or lose to the you crowd know. wouldn't go absolutely apeshit at WrestleMania when Chad Gable finally pulls it off and beats Gunther clean. I don't and disagree. And Gunther is on his way to take Seth's world title. I don't disagree. Mic drop. I don't disagree, <laughs> but I don't think that they would do that with the Intercontinental title. I don't I think, think they that's would... a good way to put over something that people might look as a mid-card title and put it on such a huge platform. WWE wouldn't do that with the Intercontinental. I just don't this think it would happen. This is the era of Triple H and <laughs> Vince McMahon isn't there anymore. Pete Dunne is back. Anything is possible. Let's go and I'm I'm my arms are waving. Let's go with what we already have. Gunther versus Chad Gable. Let's let's do it. So you think, it's you, Chad's so You're time. shooting your shot. Chad Gable's winning the men's He's Royal winning Rumble. the Royal Rumble, and he's going to WrestleMania night one, and he's going to win it, and it's going to be just as exciting as when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won. What about the women's Royal Rumble? I have to, have to, just because maybe personally I'm biased and want to see it, it's got to be Becky Lynch, and it's got to be versus mm. Rhea at WrestleMania. Ooh, and damn, okay. that could have been night one headline as well i i Becky can't Lynch and Rhea. Ooh, i got full body the chills. only other the only other <laughs> the only other person i could see it being would be bailey i love bailey she's the only other person i could see getting the win and yep. then she would have to face eo sky at mania oh, that'd be for great. the belt because she's finally tired of the rest of damage control snubbing their nose at her yeah looking at her like a second rate individual sure. in the in the in the campaign or the party, I'm, I'm talking RPG <laughs> terminology here, but I, I think this would be a perfect way to move the belt and to give Bailey a chance to go face again. Absolutely. You have her have all of this stuff building all the way up. She ends up winning the Rumble, and the entire time it's, oh, you're going to challenge Rhea, you're going to challenge Rhea, you're going to challenge Rhea because you're not going to challenge Dakota, or I'm sorry, uh, EO. And then it gets to a few weeks. She's getting pushed. She's getting pushed. She's getting pushed around. Exactly. She's getting, you know. Yeah. Beat up. And then all of a sudden, she finally says, "No, I'm going after your belt." Uh huh. And she finally turns, and she in the crowd gets behind her. She starts doing hugs again because she's already well, shown that she wants to do hugs. And it would be fun if she won the Royal Rumble and damage controls there, and she goes to do the hug, and they don't want to hug her. Mm-hmm. You know, you just keep teasing and keep teasing it. I mean, yeah, that would be fantastic too. That I could see Becky Lynch and. Rhea Ripley, one hundred percent. But yep, I don't. That's think, a WrestleMania. Match. I don't think they need the build up. For, I don't think they need the Royal Rumble to get that title match. Sure, I think they those don't. Two, the promo they had this past week when Becky Lynch came Fire. out and said, "I think you're better than me." Uh huh. Even now, sitting here, I right? got chills. I'm not the biggest Becky Lynch fan. That was my, that insane. was so. Good. And then Rhea said, I hope you win it. See you then. That, you know, just, like see you at WrestleMania. So and that's what I mean. Like it is it is a WrestleMania caliber match. And I don't think that the Royal Rumble is is necessary. I think you're taking that chance away from a different storyline just to fuel that one. I think that one has more than enough gas behind it that it oh, doesn't sure, need sure. anything more than one of the GMs to go, damn it, that's the match at Mania. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I could see I want Bailey to win this. The only other way, Nia Jax. Massive nuclear heat. <laughs> she wins the Royal Rumble. She challenges whoever loses or whatever, but just imagine the booze. Ugh. When the biggest heel, you got to admit, she's the biggest heel in, in the women's roster in WWE, yeah. wins the Rumble and just takes her snide little little smile and walks off the off, I mean, in, off the I mean, heel the heat, fantastic, but it's just like stealing... Stealing the stage from better talent. No offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Heel Heat's always fun, though. Heel Heat's so good. <laughs> so we have WWE Monday Night Raw coming up this uh, tonight, if you're listening to it on Monday. Uh, matches seem a little bit random, but it could be definitely very fun. We have The Miz versus, uh, I don't know if it's Tom or Nick. <laughs> I think it's Tom. Mysterio. Tom? Okay. Right. Uh, Valhalla is taking on Ivy Nile. Ivar versus uh, the future Royal Rumble winner, Chad Gable, <laughs> and Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest. Damian Priest is going to have to cash in that money in the bank here soon because... He's running out of time. He's running out of time. He's running out of time. Uh, Drew McIntyre and him have been having some problems, uh, especially since Damian Priest went to cash in during Drew McIntyre's match and kind of screwed a bunch of stuff up, which Drew blames him for why he lost his match. 
Uh, so that'll be an interesting match. Friday on SmackDown, we're going to have Carlito will be taking on Santos Escobar. Uh, they've had that LWO and then Santos Escobar's little troop now um, going back and forth. we got a singles match between Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory. Uh, and then we have a tag team title match between Cartana Chance. I said that's so wrong. Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus the Kubuki Warriors. I do like that this is again happening that the women are defending the tag team championships and that it's becoming kind of a reoccurring thing. Yeah, they're starting to build that that I like tag that. title division back up, which I think they need. Maybe it's because certain individuals might be on their way back from Impact and NJPW. Well, considering that they've definitely said that Trinity is leaving TNA. Yep, she is officially gone from TNA. They've announced it. Uh, looks I like think she that's inevitable, WWE return. To, I'd like to see her in the bloodline. I would love to see a women's bloodline storyline. I don't know why they've never done anything like that. I mean, it's definitely, you know, so she Put could come in. some heel heat on Trinity. Yeah. Fun. Especially after Fun. being, you know, super I mean, that's her face. husband is Jimmy. So well, I mean, especially after being, being super face over an impact or TNA now, mm-hmm. I could totally see her going super heel. I mean, it, it would fit perfectly. I mean, I absolutely agree with you there. I really hope that they do something better with her and don't just stick her in the tag division again. Yeah, maybe but... she won't walk out this time. <laughs> Let's hope not. Um, so... This week on Dynamite, Tony Khan, he went over to Sam's Club or Costco, wherever, you know, he likes to shop, and he bought a big grill. Right. Lots of hot dogs, hamburgers. He's cooking for everybody. We're all invited to AEW Dynamite this week. <laughs> Just tell Adam Copeland sent you. versus Minoru Suzuki, Jeff Hardy versus Swerve Strickland, and Penta El Zero Miedo versus Hangman Adam Page. Also, Trent Beretta versus Wardlow, and the AEW World Trios titles will be defended. Hopefully, the Bang Bang Gang will be close by as Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed will take on the Mogul Embassy. And I'm sure, I just have to say, it will only be probably mere weeks before the guns and, and Jay turn on them. So let's oh, just I'm enjoy sure. it while it lasts. I'm sure. Well, I, I, I have a <laughs> weird feeling that Brian Cage and uh, the Gates of Agony are going to go their separate ways after this match. Because they've already lost their ta- their trios tag titles. Right. Now they're going to try and gain another trios tag titles. Right. That they're clearly not going to win. Not yeah. because they don't have it in them. I could see Brian Cage being a singles competitor for a while. He's great. I love Brian. And I really would like to see Toa Leona and Khan go as just a tag or even in singles in their own right. Oh, sure. Uh, but then on AW Collision, they've only got one match announced, but it's going to be a it's hell plenty. of a match. It's a six-man tag team <laughs> steel cage elimination match between Daniel Garcia and FTR and the House of Black. Uh, So there'll be a, I don't know the specifics, but there will be a steel cage and an elimination style match. If you are pinned, you are out of the match. However, your feather, feather, fellow compatriots in your tag team are to stay in until your entire team has been either submitted or pinned. Okay, so do you think this is going to have some maybe a little more dissension of the House of Black by having Buddy take another loss or get out right away or something like that? Because it kind of seems like maybe uh, the House of Black won't be the trios for too much longer. Yeah, it, 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 I could see it going that way. I With Buddy Matthews getting the loss against Daniel Garcia this week, I mean, I could see a little bit of dissension happening. I don't know if we'll see him split up or if Buddy's going to just be the scapegoat for it. Um, I mean, they do have the potential. Uh, Birdie King and Malachi are a, a tag team in their own right. Um, but honestly, I think this is all just more for Daniel Garcia and to give him a bigger highlight of his professional wrestler. Yeah. Peel more layers back of that. Yeah, a lot I mean, of story with out, Daniel Garcia. comes out with the dancing and it's been kind of his like thing. But I think he's it's it's a story of the House of Black is always trying to push everybody to be the best they are, whatever the hell their their you know intentions are. As much as I love the House of Black, it's been very confusing as to what their intentions are in AEW. Sure, it seems like sometimes they're trying to bring up the best that individuals don't see in themselves. Much like how Swerve was doing with Hangman, um, but it just feels very muddied sometimes. The spookiness aspect of the House uh, it just takes away from the intentions. Yeah, and I think that this is going to be another one of those, and I hope they don't they don't fall prey to that again. But I think it's more for Daniel Garcia to be lifted up as opposed to they might use it later on to make dissension in the House of Black. 
But I think as of right now, we're not going to see much of that. I think it's going to be more of, again, just Danny Danny's Garcia's. story. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be Danny's, you know, he's finally getting support from AEW's roster, from guys that are champions on AEW's roster against, and he's going up against guys that are also champions on AEW's roster. So well, it puts him in a position to sure. where it's like he has to step up his game in yeah. order to stay on the level yeah. of the other five guys in the match. And now Daniel Garcia has to pin Malachi Black. Yes. He's the last one. Well, you see, you could even run to where FTR gets eliminated early and you have a handicap style situation between Daniel Garcia. I'm sure Brody King's going to be in there and possibly Malachi Black, you know. Um, and then, yeah, again, you've got that. You've already got the the sub boss of Brody King that Daniel Garcia has already had to triumph over once before in any other video game before you fight the big bad evil guy, you always end up having to fight that sub boss again for some reason. Exactly. He shows up in the different color or different transformation. He's got a different type of car, whatever it is. You always have to beat the sub boss before you go against the big bad evil guy. And I think having Daniel Garcia in an elimination match where it's just, you've got FTR got eliminated, buddy got eliminated you know, and now it, he has to really step up and uh-huh. even, and then he steps up and he beats both of them and he finally and cements can, himself as a as a confident sure. professional wrestler. And, and Malachi has that like demeanor to where if Daniel Garcia was in a situation and it was him and Brody again for Daniel to pin Brody and Malachi just kind of step back and sit down and watch. It would shake him, And not break it up and be like, okay, well then this is fair and then he's able to pin Malachi. That's going to be huge for Daniel Garcia's like singles run Mm -hmm. and him defining himself again as a pro wrestler. Right. Not just a a sports entertainer. But I think it's going to be, he's going to realize that his character can be both. You can be a sports entertainer. That's the and idea. And a professional wrestler. You need wrestler. to be both. Right. Uh, so, yeah, exciting things happening on all four shows. Of course, TNA has got I, – I didn't even pull the card up there. Uh, NJPW has got stuff going on. Uh, they've got people leaving. They've got people joining. Tama Tonga just ended up uh, finishing up with NJPW. Yeah, I think 14 years. 14 years. He's coming back to the States. So, another free agent that – who knows yep. who, where he'll show up. I'm, he's got – Plenty of potential to go to either AEW, mm-hmm. TNA, WWE. Hey, that's a, a founding member of Bullet Club. What better yeah. way for him to to revamp his career than come back to to the United States to AEW? Right. right. So professional uh, you got Okada, wrestling. You got Will Ospreay. A lot of a lot of. Yeah, Okada is an interesting topic. We didn't even get into today about where he he's going to go. He's been announced that he is leaving I, NJPW at the end of a, January. A heated topic in the coffee and wrestling household as we have completely different ideas as to what Okada yes. should do with his yes his uh, professional wrestling career. But you know what? It's up to just Okada and Okada himself. I think he will have a great career. I'm sure no he's going to make. He he's going to make the right decision no matter where he goes. Uh, yeah. AEW, WWE, and TNA mm-hmm. goes back to NJPW wherever he ends up. Hey, is look at be the right decision. Matt Cardona. He's just been doing the indies. Oh, the indie guy. You imagine Okada and Mustafa Ali on the indies. Just that's another up one. All. Mustafa Ali's out in the reaches right now doing indie shows left, right, and center. Oh, that's something too. We were just talking about Buddy. You know, doing his own single thing. Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, I still don't like calling it X, has really been conversing a lot about Buddy Matthews really needs to run back that famous 305 live match with uh, uh, Mustafa Ali. Yeah. And people are saying, well, then that means you just have to come to AEW. Right, right. So... Yeah, lot, I'm, lot I'm sitting on the literally edge of my seat waiting for that to happen. <laughs> 2024 is going to be one of the most interesting years of professional wrestling. Yeah, dream matches everywhere. Dream, well, not not even just that, just the amount of people that with, it, with TKO Holdings really looking and scrutinizing who they have on mm-hmm. their roster. Trimming and the fat. Their, yeah, trimming the fat. You have people like Dolph Ziggler who are getting paid too much to sit on their ass and yeah, do nothing. Yeah, he agreed. So they're taking... It, Shelton Benjamin was another one. Not on TV, yeah. not on NXT. What are we doing with them? You right. cut them. Like, they're trying to... They are a business that are trying to make money, and they're trying to trim the fat so that they have nothing but profitable superstars. So you're going to see a lot of WWE superstars that have either been on WWE for a long time, that have ran their course, are going to be dropped into the free agency with still years left 
on their life expectancy as a professional wrestler, mm-hmm. and they're going to go to TNA, to Wrestling Revolver, to GCW, yeah. to you know they MLW, still have it. to T- to AEW. Sure, you know. So twenty twenty four is going to be one of the most interesting years in professional wrestling outside of the WWE. Even within the WWE, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But outside of the WWE, what people do with non WWE wrestlers, twenty twenty four is going to be an absolute banger. Agreed. All right, friends, that's going to do it for this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us across all social media platforms. We're at CAW Wrestling Pod. You can find me on X at a bacon party. You can find me on X at Gunk Dudley. Make sure you start your week right every Monday with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. It's posted at 4 a.m. Monday mornings, so it's up well before you are. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay caffeinated. We'll see you in the next episode.